jump into it, shall we? Welcome Let's to the, uh, the 20 and 20 co-working edition. This is where we ask 20 questions in 20-ish minutes. And the intention is to leave people feeling uplifted, informed, and inspired. This has been a very heavy emotionally, mentally overwhelming time for a lot of people. And certainly starting two months ago, I said to myself, what can I do to be of contribution to the country, to people? And uh, inspiration, you and I have that deeply in common, Stanley. We really sure. want to to uplift uh, and inspire the world and people. So in this edition of 20 and 20 and during the month of June, I'm connecting with industry experts, operators, vendors, and of course, most importantly, uh, how, it, how it all works, our co-working members who've chosen us. Thank you, Stanley, for choosing Primary as your co-working workspace home. Thank um, you. We're gonna talk a little bit about the new norm today. We're gonna learn how together we will weather this storm. Um, co-working you know, as an industry has been around uh, for over a decade. Executive office suites have been around for 30, 40 plus years. Our industry, like many industries, has been really hit hard during this pandemic, of course. Uh, I believe that co-working will ultimately survive and thrive because large and small businesses will want those flexible office space terms. How we get there remains to be seen. So today's guest is Stanley Maiden, who is the founder and CEO of True Film Production, which is a creative video production studio. It helps brands uncover and craft their unique stories. You've also done that for Primary as well. So we have proof of that skill. Um, you're also the founder of 3D Renderings. You're a digital marketing consultant. You're the founder of True Inspirations. And I have a quote here from you. You said, since the day I sold my first video for $300, I've been fascinated by big ideas and executing strategies that bring people together. And this is what led you to creating your original content series called True Inspiration. Right? Did I get that right? Very well said. <laughs> Very well Good. said. Good. And then other little fun facts. You're a diehard Jets fan, and you're currently learning surfing, tennis, and golf. You have three kids who are two, six, and eight. I can only imagine how busy that's kept you during this time also. Welcome. Thank you, Lisa. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. So this is there's, golf is the newest hobby on that list? Uh, yeah. I, I actually just signed up. I bought a five-pack of lessons, so I'm, I'm ready to go. I, I need to get out of the house. And uh, – Social distancing on the golf course, I feel like is going to be my new hobby. Yeah, I hear there's, it's, I hear there's a lot of sort of therapeutic benefits, uh, meditative sort of benefits from it. So, so good for you. Yes. Um, first question is a big question. You know, on top of a global pandemic, obviously there is a revolution that's happening. You know, that's louder than it's ever been in our country right now because of our access uh, to information via social media. What do you, you're a storyteller. What do you think is the story to tell white people right now? Um, I mean, I, I, I think the story is, you know, that voices are being heard. Um, I think people are coming together, communities are coming together. Um, and I think we all have to be open-minded and, and listen, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that there's obviously a bunch of different views on a bunch of different things that are happening in this world. Um, and everybody has strong opinions, uh, whether they go to the left or to the right. Um, but I, but I think we kind of have to bring humanity and, 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 and be people first, right? I think we have to be open-minded. I think we have to listen. Um, I think we have to, um, really try to understand people. Um, why, why is this movement happening? What's been happening? And instead of saying, I agree or disagree, right? What, what can we take away from it? What are the takeaways? How can we really explore and be open-minded and, 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 
and actually make change, right? If, if change is actually what needs to happen, then what are the steps we need to take? Um, not to say to somebody, hey, your opinion is wrong if you don't agree with it, but, you know, provide provide value just like you would in, you know, kind of business, right? How can you how can you kind of bring people together so they come together and, and make great things happen? And I think that for me is the story is about people. And, uh, you know, that's kind of what was the what was the inspiration about behind true inspiration was let's figure out the stories about interesting people. Right. Mm -hmm. So now we're, you know, hearing different stories about different people and and how do we actually kind of relate to those people? What are yeah. those stories? What, what makes them unique and different? Yeah, I think, though, oof, a lot of the stories, again, given the access right now, again, I speak for my, myself here, but the weight, I think the emotional and mental weight that a lot of um, us are, are feeling is because of the access to the stories, to the video content. Uh, everyone is a, is a filmmaker at this point, you know, with their phones and able to capture these devastating moments of police brutality and inequality and justice not being served in the country. And so I think right now we continue to hear it, but we need to continue to echo it for months and years and decades to come that uh, we now is a time to, to look inside, to reflect and say, how can I be part of the difference that is going sure. to be made and part of the, the, the equality um, of actually coming to fruition in, in the country, where is my responsibility? Where is my role? Where is my part? And certainly as business owners, you know, uh, looking at our, looking at our choices, looking at our team, um, there, there's so much responsibility, I think that we can all be taking right now. And it starts with, as you said, listening and educating ourselves. So, yeah. Um, you recently launched a project called We Protect uh, with, sure. your best, with your best friend. Is that right? That is true. Okay, tell um, us more about this initiative. This is this is called entrepreneurial at its finest. Um, so obviously, being stuck in the middle of New York City and uh, shelter in place uh, production business is not top priority for most people right now. So uh, you know, we're we're doing a lot of kind of virtual events and and finding other innovative yeah innovative ways to create content. But at the same time, um, was trying to figure out what else we could do to help. So uh, one of my best friends is a third generation importer, uh, sells, uh, sources product for Walmart and Sam's Clubs and all the big retailers. And he has a business in China. And uh, he called me up and said, hey, um, I have uh, my factory just called me and said that they have access to masks. And this is going back to, I guess, first week of April, where you couldn't get PPE anywhere. Right. And, um, and I said, okay, well, let me reach out to my network. And, you know, I'm sure there's a way that we could help people. And uh, within 24 hours, we sold 400,000 masks to a nursing home. Oh, um, wow. And within seven days, we were actually brought it into the country. And uh, it was very, very hard. I mean, that's not my area of expertise of bringing mm -hmm products uh but uh lucky for me my partner jordan that's his area of expertise and you know i was kind of nervous and, and saying hey like you know there's all these rules you know china is not letting you import certain things and and we were able to bring it in and actually uh they wrote an article about us in the wall street journal uh wow. about the whole experience which was pretty cool 
And um, now we're flying in product on a weekly basis. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's a real business. Now, now we're, we're providing products for hospitals and nursing homes and government. And uh, the next phase is what we're working on right now is actually helping businesses reopen and making sure that they have the right PPE equipment from masks to, to gloves, to hand sanitizers, to wipes, um, and making sure that they're getting you know, the best possible products at the best possible prices. Yep. And um, yeah, it's, it's been fun. It's, it, it's kept me kind of alive in these last two months. And, um, yeah. and kind there's of, been a lot of shifting, I think, with businesses right now. So yeah. that's great. And I'm, I would imagine there's a good feeling being able to be of service to help protect people also. Um, Absolutely. So your LinkedIn profile says that you are, quote, helping brands stay protected in the new normal. Uh, give us your definition of the new normal and how exactly are you protecting brands, Stanley? Um, I mean, you know, I, it's, 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 it is a clever marketing uh, plan words because uh, I believe that, you know, from a production standpoint of view, we could help mm -hmm. storytell and, and, and tell the story and help them become different. And from a PPE standpoint of view, we could actually provide products that are going to help their employees go back to work and, and stay protected. Right. Yep. So uh, that, but, but I think the new normal now is obviously uh, is, is the big question, right? Like what is the new normal? How are we, you know, how are we adapting and what are we doing to innovate and what are we doing to kind of build our digital, our digital profiles and how are we communicating? How are we speaking? Right. Uh, you know, I think even just for you, right? I don't think under normal circumstances you would have the time and luxury of having these one-on-one -on -one conversations on a yeah. daily basis. Yeah. And now you do. And uh, I know we spoke briefly before jumping on this. You were telling me how much you love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, well, there's been a lot of opportunity. And certainly I think entrepreneurs probably are, are pretty naturally hardwired for this to, to become opportunistic in times of chaos, you know, and uh, resiliency, resourcefulness uh, are, are definitely traits of entrepreneurs and successful entrepreneurs. Uh, failure is a big part of what you see in the preface to any entrepreneur's success. You know, generally multiple failures, trying things, you know, not succeeding, learning, and then moving, continuing to move forward. So I think that there's going to be a lot of that in the new norm right now. And I think communication, transparency with vendors, clients, is going to be a big part of, of the key to, to success and to getting through this, you know, weathering the storm together. Ultimately, I'm certainly saying that about my clients and my landlords at primary as well. Sure. Um, you did a TEDx talk um, called toy green soldiers are your secret weapon. Um, tell us more about the message of the TEDx talk that you gave. Um, the message was, was about stories and it was about personal stories. And the, the, the reason why it's called toy green soldiers is, uh, I started off the TEDx talk by, about talking my favorite childhood toy, which was a, a bunch of toy green soldiers because my parents couldn't afford to buy me a present because we immigrated to the United States and uh, we didn't have enough money. So, you know, I, I wanted a brand new bike for my eighth birthday and all I got was, a, you know, a bag of toy green soldiers. But that kind of inspired me and helped me kind of craft my entrepreneurial career and um stories I, I believe that we all have stories right i believe we all have a story to tell um and i think the most interesting thing is what i do for a living is you know meet with executives and entrepreneurs and business people and companies and a lot of them have really powerful stories and they don't even they don't even know it right they're just like 
oh, you know, the story is about our product or about our service. And the story is usually about, you know, the people that are helping drive these businesses and grow these businesses Mm -hmm. and, you know, the failures they had to overcome to get there. Mm -hmm. And um, I I think the ones that really understand how to utilize the power of storytelling and like you said, transparency and being able to kind of showcase why they're unique are, are the ones that are actually able to convert that into business as opposed to just kind of talking about, hey, we're the best product or the best, you know, we're the best service. So, you know, if you were to kind of come out and say, hey, primary is the best co-working space of all time, people would say, okay, that's cool, right? But 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 if, if they're able to kind of, you know, experience it and experience your story and, and get to really, you know, the pe- get to know the people of primary and get to know you and get to kind of really feel the brand, they'll have a completely different observation, a completely different feeling towards the brand. Sure. Well, it reminds me of another very famous TEDx talk, of course, by Simon Sinek. People buy, don't buy what you sell, they buy why you sell it, right? Is it some, something along those lines? They, they buy the why. I mean, they, buy the, they buy the why. Yeah, absolutely. And, and certainly, I was, a, I was a leader in a big networking organization for over 10 years. And one of the things that we would say is that, you know, it's powerful to stand in front of a room of people or in your case in video content instead of me saying primary is the best if you hear 10 other people telling you that primary is the best co-working space in new york city you tend to believe and say oh maybe it is true versus you know that's of course that's what the founder needs to say right so right. interesting um so what are the elements would you say as of a great story you're the you're the storyteller here so what makes uh, what does it take to make a great story or tell a great um, story I think vulnerability. I think you have to be vulnerable. Um, I, I think a lot of people, you know, it's kind of scripted versus unscripted, right? Um, I give this example all the time is, and I mentioned in my TEDx talk is usually you have a very good conversation with somebody on a shoot, like at lunch, right? Because you're able to connect with them as, as people and you're able to find out about their kids and about their hobbies and what drives them and mo- what motivates them, what inspires them. And those are the things that really drive stories. Um, and I wish people were actually able to share those experiences on camera, as opposed to kind of talking about, you know, the script, right? Like, you know, here's our value proposition, or here's kind of, you know, like, uh, here, here, here's the you know, nine points of why our product is better than the competition. Uh, and I think vulnerability, I think once you kind of once you kind of realize, hey, the, the lights are down, you know, the cameras don't exist, and you're just having a conversation, it's a lot more authentic, and you're able to relate to people in, in a matter that you wouldn't be able to otherwise. Mm, but that's a skill as a producer uh, and as a production company to be able to bring that vulnerability out in people and to be able to create that comfort, comfort that they're willing to, to be that way. I mean, it's, what you're saying reminds me of why at the end of a film, our movie we go see, we love watching the outtakes at the end, right? Because those, those are the real moments, the ones that don't make it into the film where people break lines or they're human, right? I mean, it's, it's why, again, in these times too, I think it's, it's really important to continue to highlight that a lot of people are going through a really hard time right now. And that as business owners, you know, in some of the panels that I've been on previously over the last five years, while I've, I've owned primary, I know that the most uh, important panels and information that I've gotten out there has been in the moments that myself and the other panelists are willing to share. This is not easy. This is hard. You know, no one ever said that this entrepreneurship journey was going to be a cakewalk and it's not. <laughs> um, but, but 
again, being resourceful, being resilient, leaning into your friends, create, making sure you have mentors, advisors, inspiration. I mean, that's a huge part of how we keep going through these, through these times, right? I agree. agree 100% of everything you said. Yeah, yeah. Um, you put a lot of incredibly valuable content out about virtual events and, and, and marketing tips. Um, do you have a top sort of two or three um, tips for business owners right now that you can share? Um, I mean, I'll use you as an example. I think what yeah. you're doing right now is what I think every single business owner from, you know, the small pizzeria to, to you know, the number one company in the world should be doing is creating content that's authentic and that's relatable and that provides value. So, you know, what you're doing has zero dollars of cost except your time, which obviously is very valuable. But at the same time, once you kind of get into the routine of it, right, it's rinse and repeat and, and you actually say, hey, I really enjoy doing this. And a lot of people, including myself, I'll, I'll be the first one to admit this is, you know, they don't go into a project because they're saying, hey, it's going to take too much of my time. It might cost me too much money. I got to prepare for this. I, I rather do. I might have to do this. Basically, we're, we're making excuses for ourselves. Um, but everybody has a skill set, right? Even if you're the local pizzeria and you make the greatest pizza out there, you know, we want to know, like, people want to learn how to make their own pizza, right? Like, start, start slinging pizzas on IG Live or, or whatever it might be, um, you know, or start interviewing your customers. Like, people are interested. This is kind of why we're, you know, as a society addicted to reality TV, right? Because mm -hmm. we get to see kind of re open the curtain and see, see what's behind there, right? We get to see inside people's lives. Um, yeah. And, and, and I, one thing I'll add is I think that what COVID-19 has helped everybody do is actually get inside other people's homes, right? Because mm -hmm. now you're able to see, you know, my Jets, my Jets sign behind, you know, your sign behind you. And you're like, yeah. oh, look at this decor. Like, they're a little bit more chic than I might have thought, right? Or, or, you know, you're, you're, you know, it, it, it kind of makes people a little bit, it, it breaks that Human, barrier. It humanizes, yeah, it humanizes. humanizes. You have dogs and children coming in and, you know, I mean, yeah. And my, and my naked son might appear has happened at least twice a week. <laughs> you get to show, or we get to show the, what is it called? The um, Zoom mullet where it's like professional on top, pajamas on the bottom or, you know, something like that. Most people are doing, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, uh, next question for you is, is about your greatest achievement. You've been in business with True Film Productions for you know, nine, 10 years, I think now, right? Um, nine years, yeah. What do you think is your greatest achievement? Sorry, I lost you there for a second. Um, with True Film or, or favorite production? Um, I mean, you know, I, I, I think I've done a lot of great things with True Film. We work with a lot of different types of clients from Google to Salesforce to Club Med. Um, you know, I, I think I think True Inspirations is probably my greatest achievement from a personal level because, you know, I kind of came up with a project and it wasn't a monetary thing. It was more about how can I get really great stories about people? And it was definitely very fulfilling from a from a personal perspective. Mm -hmm. Um I also think that, you know, the fact that I was able to launch a seven-figure business in less than two months and, and kind of start a new business overnight, uh, and that's definitely something that's been very interesting and a lot of fun and, you know, kind of got the juices flowing again, right? It was, it's startup mode and working 17, 18 hours a day. Um, 
while juggling, you know, hoping schooling kids and, and family life and, and other business. So, sleep. uh, but sleep, sleep, sleep is, sleep is overrated. Uh, but yeah, I, I think, I think that if I had to say about true film, I would say it's definitely true, true inspirations and, you know, kind of business accomplishment, starting this new business in the last two months, we protect has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so why did you end up choosing co-working space for your business and team? Um, community. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I always kind of flirted with the idea and, and I think, you know, our first office was like a partial we work, you know, whatever, whatever it was, a couple of hours or a, a month or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I definitely think, you know, you, you definitely have the sense of community and that you could kind of pop into your, your neighbor's, uh, and ask him for a favor or, or even pick their brain and meet a lot of new interesting people. Um, and I think, you know, now more than ever, you have that flexibility, right? Like, um, I, you know, a lot of businesses I deal with are kind of like, you know, we have this amazing office and, you know, we pay all this money for, but I think now after COVID, they're realizing that I don't really need that office. I don't really need that expense. And I was just talking to a friend of mine who works for a really, really large company that, you know, just said, like, they're kind of talking about, you know downsizing our office i don't know what that really means but you know this company can afford the big run right but now they're like well you know do we really need it right is is because our employees might be going back part-time right or they might be half virtual or whatever it might be so i I think that the flexibility of co-working is is definitely a great advantage point to any business especially ours yeah. Um, what are your thoughts? You know, so speaking of, of these you know, big decisions and, and uh, statements that are coming out from some of the bigger corporations, uh, letting their employees know that they are going to be working from home for most of the duration of the year, if not into 2021. What are your thoughts on work from home culture and how it's going to impact employees and businesses? Um, I mean, look, uh, on one side of it, I, I, I think it's great, right? On what, I, think, I think that you know, you're able to cut your commute, right? You're able to kind of work your own hours. Um, you actually could get more done. Uh, but but I think it depends on, on, on the person and the people, right? Uh, I was also speaking to a buddy of mine who works for a big bank and they said their productivity is up 20% working from home, which I wow. thought was very interesting. Wow. Um, I, I, I think what COVID really did was change people's perception, you know, we don't have to now meet face to face to get big deals done. We don't have to, you know, jump on a plane and travel across the country. I think we could have this, you know, digital virtual conversation and still get to know each other and still get to feel each other out and, 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 you know, put a deal together and do business together. Um, And, and I think that's kind of the big thing. And, you know, the other side of it is now we could really kind of, you know, if I want to move to Thailand and do do business from Thailand, I I could do that. Your wife, um, your wife and uh, wife and want to take you and the kids there. No, no, no. It's like a constant right. argument. I don't want to get into it. Yeah. Not Thailand, but you know, like uh, you know, the the sitting on the beach would, would probably not Bali. Be, not be a bad idea right now. Yeah, Costa Rica. I hear people are very happy in Costa Rica. Yeah. Yes. Um, if you could go back in time to a year ago today, is there something that you would tell your past self or that you would have done differently? Buy a swimming pool. <laughs> um, to entertain the kids. To entertain the kids. Yeah. No, I mean, I, 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 think, I think that once again, I, I'm kind of happy 
I don't want to say I'm happy this happened, right? But but I think I think once we come out of this thing, I, I think we're going to have a, a little bit of a different perspective. Um, I think, you know, there's obviously a lot of things about COVID that are awful and that suck. And, you know, you want to see your friends and you want to see your family. And there's, you know, the laundry list goes on. But, you know, I think there's also a lot... I, I think the fact that we could now spend more time with our family, right? Like we could, we could, uh, we don't have to go into an office. Like there's a lot of things that we kind of learned about ourselves that we might've not known before. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that we're now be, going to be able to be doing business differently. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's no more even kind of, you know, talking about video and marketing with big organizations. There's no blueprint for this. Right. So, innovation is, is the way of the future, right? And and we always say that, hey, brands that innovate are the ones that can survive. But now I feel like a lot of different organizations are looking into innovation because you have to, there's no other choice because they're, they're, you, know, you can't look at data, you can't look at, you know, history and say, how do, how do we get through this, right? What's the playbook? Uh, and you know, a, lot of, a lot of CEOs follow a playbook, a lot of businesses follow a playbook. And, and, yeah. and now it's like, Hey, you could innovate, you could completely innovate and build your own playbook, and yes. I think that's the interesting part. I think seeing, you know, like I'm excited to see, you know, we're all like obviously we all have a Zoom culture, right? We all do business on Zoom, but what's yep. the next new platform that they're that they're going to build that we're all going to be on? You know, that's yep. coming, right? So yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I'm excited to see what the future holds. Hundred percent. Yeah, like we said, a lot of a lot of creativity can come out of this downtime. A lot of a lot of self reflection, obviously, happening, and a lot of uh, stepping back and saying, "What's most important? Uh, what do, what can I be grateful for?" Because you know, in addition to you know people not being able to go to the office, obviously, there's been a lot of pain for people losing loved ones. I mean, we I I really can't believe we've lost over a hundred thousand people to this virus, and. Uh, and, you know, one of my, my neighbors who lost three relatives um, said to me, you know, Lisa, it, it makes me realize you, you just you don't take a damn dollar with you when you go and that our health, our happiness, ensuring that the people around us who we know and love know how we feel is ultimately what's most important, of course. So, um, Stanley, are you ready for our uh, lightning round? Yes. All right. Here we go. Number one, rename the coronavirus. <sighs> Ooh, confusion virus. <laughs> Where's the last place you turned to for education on the Black Lives Matter movement? Um, Twitter. Mm, yeah, my husband does a lot of, I do not do Twitter. I feel like I need to start going to Twitter. I'm just trying to avoid Trump because all I hear is that, you know, Trump's on Twitter too much. <laughs> I don't want him in my life. Oh. Um, okay, best advice you've ever gotten? Um... Do you want to be happy or do you want to be right? I love that one. I love that one. Yes. Where or to who are you turning right now for inspiration? Um, I mean, I'm relying on my community. I'm relying on my coaches, my mentors. Uh, I'm a part of the entrepreneur organization, which I think has been amazing throughout this whole process. And, you know, everything from kind of, you know, coping with PPP and, and small business loans and things like that to, just kind of the community of, you know, having a conversation on a weekly, monthly basis that other entrepreneurs that are going through kind of the same trials and tribulations as you are and having those people that you can kind of rely on and, you know, even have them listen to you and they can kind of understand that, hey, you know, there's good times and there's bad times. And at the end of the day, we'll all get through it. 
Yeah, there are millions of us going through this these hardships right now. It's true. Uh, are you an early bird or a night owl? Um, so I am uh, an extreme. I'm my whole life. I've been a night owl, and for the last few years, I've been waking up at five o'clock in the morning, and I have a whole morning routine, meditation, you know, morning affirmations, journaling, the whole nine. But I'm not gonna lie to you and say that it's definitely slowed down since COVID began. Uh, yeah. Still do it a few days a week, but not as consistent as uh, as I want to be. Impressive, though. Impressive. You know, you got to celebrate celebrate the little wins. Uh, what's your right. favorite word? Whew. Um, my favorite word. I wasn't expecting that one. I know. We got to keep you on your toes. First thing that comes um, in your mind when people think of Stanley, too. What do they think of? Is there a word associated with you? Realist. Realist. I consider myself a realist. I, you know, I don't, I analyze things and this seems right to me. This seems real to me. And I kind of go with it. I don't, I don't go after a lot of data. I, I, I kind of, you know, do make a lot of decisions with my gut and I'm okay with living with the consequences. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Favorite business book or podcast? Favorite uh, podcast, How I Built This, I think is awesome. Great. Yeah. Love it. I think, you know, just hearing these stories about people building their businesses is awesome. Uh, favorite business book, I would say I have a ton. EOS Traction by Gina Wickman is like our business Bible. Every entrepreneur that is looking to grow their business should absolutely read it. E what is it, EOS? EOS Traction uh, by Gina Wickman. It's like... Is EOS like, an acronym for something? Yeah, the Entrepreneurial Operating System. Okay. And it, the way I described it, it's like, you know, uh, it's like the Entrepreneur Operating System for third graders. It like simplifies your business and makes you say like, well, that was so easy. Why don't, why, why don't I think of that? Yeah, love it. Awesome. Um, what's your biggest lesson in business to date? Uh, my biggest lesson in business, it's okay to fail. Failure is good. Um, it's okay that things suck and are hard and make a better story at the end of it. So yeah. those are kind of two things that I keep preaching on. Yes. Maybe, maybe just to, to help myself feel better. I don't know. Right. Right. Less failures are always appreciated, but we know that the failures come for a reason. We'll learn it, it, something. It, it wouldn't be interesting otherwise, right? Like if you were totally. always win winning, you would, you would just get bored. Totally, totally. Uh, okay, how does one of the hottest topics during the time of Corona is toilet paper? Stanley, do you pull over or under? <laughs> over or under? I don't even know. Over? <laughs> Most people say over. Some people say under. Some people say on the side. Some people don't know. You never know. It's interesting to see. Uh, Oprah Winfrey did an entire show about over, under, toilet paper. I mean, like 25 years ago. So there you go. The whole thing. Who knew? No, okay, last new. question. 2020 or 2021? Um, I'm going to say 2020, and I'll probably be one of the few because, like I said, I, I think that once we come out of all this and who knows when, I think there's a lot of self-reflection and a lot of learning lessons that are kind of stuck in the middle of all this. And uh, I think it's going to make us a lot stronger. I think it's going to make us better people and, uh, you know, better humans. I think, I think that's at the end of the day, that's what we could all hope for. 
100% agree. Thank you so much for this time, for agreeing to be my guest. Everyone, please check out True Film Productions and True Inspiration, some really, really beautiful, inspiring stories that are told on that platform. Um, Thank you for having you, me. Sending you continued you know, wishes for health and safety, lots of love. And thanks to everyone who tuned in and see you tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.